Welcome to Of The People Live. This week, Trump, NATO, Biden is fine, and get ready for President Kamala Harris. So the big kerfuffle this week, Trump in his South Carolina rally had the temerity to say that, well, if you don't pay your NATO bills and Russia attacks you, that's okay with me. Which, by the way, folks, is not what he said. And, you know, I realize this is the monologue, but we have to go to the exact comment. A foreign leader of a big country said, well, sir, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? Trump said he responded, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yeah, let's let's say that that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. Now, I realize that most people in the never Trump crowd and the Trump haters are, oh, my God, he's going away from NATO. And he's, you know, the whole Article 5 where, you know, we all defend each other. First of all, let's talk NATO. For NATO is a sclerotic. That means your arteries are hardening organization came about 1949 in response to the Iron Curtain and communism. On some level, it's probably outlived its usefulness. But at the end of the day, like the United Nations, folks, pay your bills. The United States, based on political and military um, prowess, we pay most of the bills and we're going to run to everyone's defense. We're doing that in Ukraine. We said we're going to do that in Taiwan. We're not even doing that in, in Israel, though they are not part of NATO. But understand something. Article 5 doesn't say that you have to come to the military aid. So there's this gray area again that the bureaucrats in the EU, if they weren't so focused on, what do you call that? Um, letting in um, multiculturalism, letting in all the people from, you know, with no borders there either. They don't have borders, so they don't want us to have borders. If they weren't so focused on that, maybe they would be focused on their citizens and maybe they would be focused on paying their bills. If I'm Trump and I think I'm going to be president, I actually think that's a good card to play. Because does anybody really think that if Trump were president, that you would have Putin going into Ukraine? And let me see if I got this straight. The Crimea, that they took part of the Crimea. Did that happen under Trump? Oh, no, that happened under Obama. So let's be clear about that. NATO is a sclerotic old bureaucracy only concerned about itself. It has some purpose, but it needs to be reworked and they do need to pay their bills. Speaking, however, of arteries hardening, you'll be happy to know that President Joe Biden is fine hardening arteries and all. After being called out by the special counsel for, and again, we'll get to it a little later in the show, that he, we can't bring him up for trial because he wasn't mentally competent. He didn't know what he was doing, even though Special counsel's report says it was a willful act. I don't know, something about a double standard here, but just, again, that's that whole tinfoil hat doesn't make me a conspiracy theorist guy. We're going to talk about that a little later in the show, but it's really a simple thing. If he is not competent to stand trial for his own actions, then he sure the hell is not competent to be commander-in-chief and president of the United States. Article 25, Amendment 25, anybody? And last but not least, what we've said all along, this is setting up, Joe Biden will not be the nominee for the Democrats. They'll probably pull him out by the convention. He's going to have some medical condition. He'll fall down another flight of stairs. Something will happen. They'll pull him out. President Kamala or Kamala Harris, the vice president, will be elevated temporarily to president while they figure out who the hell's going to run. Michelle Obama, Gav Governor Gavin Newsom, which is my personal call. Uh, you can't make this stuff up, folks. So at the end of the day, 
the Trump NATO kerfuffle is nothing. And if you're going to posture yourself in, in international politics, I think that was a great card to play. Fear in international politics, ladies and gentlemen, works well. And that's what we have to say for the monologue. We're going to come back to a lot of that. Joining me now for the main part of the show, the lovely Erica Reddick, my co-host and partner in crime. Hello, Robert. Hello, Erica. So sorry, a little, not sorry, but a little, you know, energetic today because, oh my God, Trump dissed NATO. I mean, 39 <laughs> countries, most of them don't pay their share. And by the way, it's only 2% of the GDP. And no, you know, I mean, the smaller countries, a couple of them do it. Most of them didn't meet it last year. Yeah. So is there anything wrong with just saying, you know, if you're going to make a commitment, well, you're going to make a commitment to marriage, but then you're going to break it. So who cares if you're only fulfilling, you know, three quarters of your commitment? Is that sort of like a cafeteria Catholic? Yeah, or like, exactly. You know, I mean, is that what that yeah. is? No, that like, imagine this, you and your wife, you've been happily married for many years now. What if, what if you just at some point, you know, you were like, you know what, I'm just not going to pay the bills anymore. I'm just, I'm not going to worry about paying the bills. I'm not going to worry about holding up my end of the marriage bargain. Um, but I still expect you as my wife to, you know, keep the house, take care of the kids, um, do all those things. But I'm just not going to do my part. Like, nobody would be like, oh, yeah, cool. Okay, let's do that. No, nobody. Nobody. I get it. I get, I get it. I just, I, I sit there and, oh my God, Trump dis NATO. First of all, Trump didn't dis NATO. He was at a rally in South Carolina, right? And He's he puts up NATO for years, though. I mean, that's now, not new. Well, excuse me, under the Trump presidency, remember, he put them on notice and then they all started paying their bills. They were far more delinquent before, before then. Now, supposedly. Exactly. They're going to start paying their bills. But if I'm going to look, I think he's a smart guy. He's look, you can say what you want about Trump. He is a street smart guy. If I'm going to put yeah, that message out there, fair. right, I'm going to put that message out there. You're sort of firing a shot across their bow to say, hey, you know, new team on deck. And if and if I'm back in the White House, you know, different order. And it, does yeah. anybody forget? Russia yes. goes into Crimea during Obama. Yeah. Russia goes into Ukraine during Biden. Um, Robert, I think there was a president in between the two. Robert, I'm missing something. Robert, they were all born yesterday. I don't know if you know this. Not only were they born yesterday, they <laughs> fell off the turnip truck yesterday, and time only started five minutes ago. Okay, okay, okay. So this okay. is this is one of those times where we, I go, I go, are you stupid or are you evil? Like you, you people, like make a choice, pick. Pick you one. have to be so ignorant of history to say this stuff, or you have to have a, a ulterior motive. They have a political, you know what I'm agenda, saying? But yeah, mm. but got it. You know, and and to me, it's outrageous. And I really, you know, it's been a while. I'm going to segue really hard. We're going to tack left really hard, or maybe we should tack Ooh. right. But, okay, so let's do it. Where you know, it's the outrage. It's always my go-to, which is where's the outrage? And you know, I mean, I, I look through the news as I always do, and you know. We're going to sort of get a little light, but it still wears the outrage. So yeah. you've heard of Tiffany, what is her name? Henyard. Oh. She is the mayor. I mean, you, you can't make this stuff up, folks. So a mayor of a small town in Illinois I happens to be story. black, right? She's black mayor. She's the youngest. She's the first woman or something like oh, that or fancy. first whatever. And there's 20,000 people in the town. She, the average income in that town is twenty or $24,000 per person. She's drawn a $300,000 salary. She's using the police. <laughs> as her private um, 
bodyguards. Mm-hmm. Private She's charging security a couple detail. hundred thousand dollars in dinners and everything, right? And you wonder why, you know, Ben Franklin said, you tend to get the type of representative government you deserve. When confronted with this, this is what yeah. Mayor of Dalton, Illinois, Mayor Democratic Mayor Tiffany Henyard said. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves because y'all are black. And you'll forgive the Southern draw. I'm not doing it while I'm a Jersey boy. Um, <laughs> y'all are black. Uh, and they call her glamorous. And y'all are sitting up here beating and attacking a black woman that's in power. I mean, is there any more naked play of a race card? Oh, I mean, yeah. You're only coming after me because I'm black. No, we're coming after you because you, you are spending. <laughs> we're, we're half a million dollars in debt in a small town. Of 20,000 people. Of 20,000 20, people. people. Where's the outrage? It's so, okay, so Robert. Where's the outrage? I have to give a shout out to a friend of the channel, Sean Fitzgerald. Uh, you guys go check out Actual Justice Warrior on YouTube. He's done a bunch of videos on this. Uh, and it's worse, I mean, it is worse. I, I First, how can you, if you're black, how do you play the race card on a bunch of other black people? The, so what are is everyone well, in your they, town a race trader now? Well, and no, then, they're they're all, they're all Uncle Toms and and they're you know I don't know paying homage to to, yeah. the, to the white overlords. I don't know. And apparently, it's it's well apparently if you're black, it's okay to steal from people, and you're not supposed to say anything about it. And saying anything about it makes you racist. Well, well, well but and, and look, look, a serious note here. <laughs> you know, if if, if a white man kills a black man it's all over the news but black on black crime and there have been plenty of people who have documented this way way more than i ever have is under so underreported in this country violence within the black community amongst the black community within the black community is not reported on it's the same thing here so here's a black woman who's a mayor um and you know if i had a picture i'd put it up i mean she's quite the glamour puss right she's oh yeah she's she's all dolled up oh there's the picture oh yeah oh yeah and if you see like she, she's, young, she's they, attractive. She's a glamour, but she wears fur coats, right? Oh you yeah, know? there's. Where's the one with the fur coat? I saw that. Um, yeah. She. Oh yeah, here you go. She's got a fur coat on. Right, that's the one. Um, you know, and she's got all of these billboards that she's put up with taxpayer funds that are basically campaign ads. Right. Um, and so she is awful she is a terrible human being there was literally a police officer so all the you said they're they're using um she's using the police as private security personal security details six of them and there and there's crime there's rising crime and one of the one of the village trustees to his credit one of the village trustees basically because she called out called them out and they said well of course there's a rise in private crime in in crime because the police in town are your personal bodyguards or private <laughs> security details so they're not out policing the streets but wait a minute so sixty-seven thousand dollars on trips to austin atlanta new york city flying first class she spent 10 grand at the four seasons in atlanta she spent 13 grand for her and her detail the marriott marquee the average medium income is twenty four thousand dollars she's got twenty three thousand dollars in restaurant charges so i i mean i sit there and just go and they're five oh i'm sorry they're not five hundred thousand dollars in debt to town. The town is five million dollars <gasps> in debt, according to this article. And you sit there what? and go. So, so here's my here's my closing thought on this. To the A citizens, twenty thousand people. Yeah, I got it. I got it. To the citizens of Dalton, Illinois, 
if you don't bounce this woman from office, you are clearly Ooh. dolts. That's D O L T S. <laughs> you heard it here first. I mean, I mean, I mean, she's elected with 83%. And then all of a sudden she, you know, she's like, I, I just sit there and go, Oh yeah. I don't get, I don't get it. My must, favorite, I'm, my favorite part of the story was one of the police officers on her detail had something like in one two week paycheck over 330 hours. It was literally more hours than there are 24 hours in the day. And it's like, okay, so this police officer worked 24 hours a day guarding you and then also more hours than what were hours in the wow so um, yeah maybe, look maybe maybe you know maybe he's a full service security detail officer oh, and maybe, hey you know you know i just you know anything <laughs> just saying right and, and, uh, so i'm gonna get in we're... trouble let's move on <laughs> Because because it's one of those it's a spicy day today. It is. Let's but, do it. What else? So now got? so and and we also have to sort of go now. You know, I left my heart in San Francisco. I'm just oh. thankful I didn't leave my wallet or anything else. But San Francisco is also in the news, and most people don't. You know, again, we try to bring you stuff, folks. That you know, we read all this crap all the time. So, but under where's the outrage? So yeah. San Francisco is being sued. You know, they have this gener guaranteed income program, but you can only you know, and they're giving you. If you're transgender, a thousand dollars a month, or twelve fifty, and if you're indigenous, so they have these three different programs that, if you apply online and you check off that you're white, you are automatically disqualified. So the three, right, only in San Francisco. So they're called the Black Economic Equity Movement, and they hand out five hundred dollars to young Black Bay Area residents. There is the Guaranteed Income for Trans People, which pays you twelve hundred a month. Can I identify as like trans? lesbian trans black and like i live in san francisco even though i don't yes I mean, works for me and the abundant birth project gives you a thousand dollars a month but it says if you apply birth. and you are caucasian or you are not one of those ethnic classes you are disqualified first of all it's taxpayer money which makes me crazy where's the outrage folks where's the i mean mm -hmm. but is that not racist? What am I missing? How is that not racism? So correct me if I'm wrong, Robert. Okay. You may know better than I do. Doubtful. But I was Doubtful. but I was pretty sure that there was a law passed that said something like you can't discriminate in public services. I'm trying to think, what was that? What was that law called? What was that? Some of the like <laughs> Okay. okay. Civil Rights Act. The Civil Rights um, Act. Was that it? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, hey, what can I? <laughs> what can I tell you? What can I tell you? How is that I, I not mean, against the law? Well, you know, the whole thing of law, right? And and you know, after the show last week, a woman emailed me about, you know, hey, you know, what's where's the law about Texas being able to secede? And I said, look, mm. there's no law that says they can. And there's no law that specifically says they can't, right? It's subject to interpretation. The only mm. thing that's clear is there is no legally uh, established means for secession. And then mm. you get into sort of, no you know. No precedent. Yeah, well, you get into Article 10, you get into the 10th Amendment, you, you know, mm. you know, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and then you get into the Civil War, then I think 1869, Texas versus white, all that stuff. But okay. the point is here, that's the same thing. A, you have to enforce the law. First, there has to be a law. There is. But then you have to force it, number two. And then you have to okay. abide by it. 
And which, which <laughs> that's sort of you where might be we be asking too much, Robert. Well, but, but Erica, look, we've argued, I've certainly argued that if you want to radically transform society, like before mm. we are a constitutional, well, before we're a democracy, which we're not, we're a constitutional Republic. Yeah. Before you're a constitutional Republic, we are a nation of laws. You're the last line of defense, right? If you want to radically transform society, you go after the laws. And yeah. if you want to go after the laws to change them or ignore them, we're going to get to Hawaii in a second, right? You radically transform, right? you go after the laws, you ignore the laws, you change the laws, and then you go after the people that enforce the laws. Yeah. And then once you have sort of gutted man's laws or ignored them to the point where they become irrelevant, we're only going to selectively follow the laws we want to. Yeah. Then you go after God's laws and you convince people there are more than two genders. You know, there's Minotaur, there's, you know, whatever it is you are. Yes. I'm what a, am I missing? I'm a pea person, like a pea pod. What are you? I'm a, a pea pod. I'm a pea, so can, pea potter. Can I be a potted plant? <laughs> no, I could just sit there. I want right? to be a Black Hawk helicopter. Is that racist? Can is I there a White Hawk? Is, it, is there is is there a White Hawk helicopter? I mean, shouldn't there be? I'm a. Can I be a trans helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> Darling, you can be whatever it is you want to be. You know, because oh this is America. This is America, right? You can be what you want to be. This is so. It's so much nonsense all the time, Robert. I just can't even handle it. I got it. I got it. So. Yeah, it's <sighs> I just I just sit there and you go, I mean, you can't make this stuff up, but but the selective application of the law, mm. and that's my issue, is they're supposed to be, and we're gonna folks get to the whole Biden nonsense. I, I mean, if you think you've heard everything about Biden and the classified Ooh. doc scandal, you haven't. Stay tuned, mm -hmm. but we'll get to that. But there's either one set of laws for all of us, or there isn't. I mean, mm -hmm. there supposed to be one nation under God, right? It's supposed to be one set of laws. Yep. Somewhere along the line, we have now gotten to sort of designer laws. Well, I'm only going to listen to the laws that I want to listen to. And I, you know, it probably started with Erica. It's 24 seven news. That's right. Because now people only listen to the news that reinforces what they already think. And yeah. they are opposed to outside ideas of american exceptionalism which is supposed yeah. to be a big tent and i'm giving you a segue since we're getting the high side well i'm telling you this is this is the stuff that makes me concerned about an, another civil war and uh and i think that everyone listening should go check out bruce abramson's book the new civil war he's a member of asic he's one of the fellows super smart smart guy uh let's hear what he's got to say and he's got a new book coming out folks we'll get to that later Ooh, all right hang on from conservative commentator and contributor to breitbart news the american spectator the jerusalem post the New Civil War, Exposing Elites, Fighting Utopian Leftism, and Restoring America. Bruce D. Abramson brings a transformative exploration into how progressivism has poisoned America. Featuring a foreword by President Trump's former strategist, Sebastian Gorka, PhD, The New Civil War will open your eyes to the left's incendiary agenda and how patriotic Americans can fight back. We're living through a national trauma, 
the United States has jettisoned the rule of law and ceased functioning as a republic. Battle lines have been drawn. Progressives are moving quickly to cement their transformation of the country's beliefs, attitudes, values, social structures, economic models, and government organizations. Patriotic Americans are waking up to recognize that conservatism failed to conserve much of anything. Progressives control academia, media, the civil service, and several of our country's most important industries. The new civil war is not a call for war. It is a recognition that war has been declared on us. Our sacred love of liberty is under attack. Unless we defend it, the America we love may be lost. This book is for every patriotic American eager to defeat the utopian left and restore America. Joel Pollack, conservative journalist. Americans face a bizarre new political landscape. A supposedly moderate president who ran on promises of unity is pursuing a radical left-wing agenda. These challenges call for principled, effective opposition. The new civil war will help start a conversation about how to push back. Harmeet Dillon, civil rights lawyer. As a lawyer who defends the victims of progressivism every day, I have looked into the eyes of the thought police. The new civil war provides the wake-up call American needs and serves as a self-defense manual for patriotic Americans. Get your copy of The New Civil War today. Mm, good and, book. Good and book. A, a new book coming out by Dr. Bruce Abramson is going to be Wokeism is New Religion, which it is. I can't wait to read that one. And folks, if you haven't, go to Amazon. It's a great book. But the core of that book, Erica, is yeah. that the laws no longer apply and mm. except of course if you are the deplorable half of the country in which case the laws apply right? yeah. and i want to look at hawaii i mean there's another gun oh, grab going this on is which crazy so the hawaiian supreme court in a unanimous ruling ladies and gentlemen basically said that the aloha spirit trumps the u.s constitution <laughs> and the right to carry arms so forget about bruin versus new york forget about heller versus dc which the supreme court has already decided Right. We don't like those laws and the Aloha spirit, meaning the woke culturalism that is now in Hawaii, trumps the U.S. Constitution. Here's what they said in Hawaii. Um, Article one, section 17 of the Hawaiian Constitution mirrors the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution, said the Supreme Court's decision. We read we read those words differently, read those words differently than the current U.S. Supreme Court. We hold that in Hawaii. There is no state constitutional right to carry a firearm in public. The spirit of aloha clashes with a federally mandated lifestyle that lets citizens walk around with deadly weapons during day-to-day -day activities. And the history of Hawaiian islands does not include a society where people move about the community to possibly combat the deadly sins of others. Wow. So basically, jump in here. The, the Hawaiian Constitution, the ruling is that the U.S. Constitution in Hawaii is no longer the supreme rule, uh, law of the land. Mm -hmm. um, right? Well, I mean, you know, I guess if Texas wants to secede, so can Hawaii. Uh, good luck with that, Hawaii. Um, but you know what it makes me think of, Robert? Uh, you know how they had that whole disaster and the people there are super mad at their government for all of their failings. I almost sort of feel like maybe the government is afraid of their citizens and are now trying to uh, exercise a little, little elbow grease in how they're handling that. 
If, well, on this one, we disagree. If, if anything, the government is mm. not afraid of its citizens. The citizens are afraid of the government, right? I mean, that's 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 more of my line. But, you know, I mean, okay. my solution to this is, is very simple. See, I think we should all sort of do what they did in feudal Japan. We just all walk around with, with swords, right? <laughs> because, because part of the problem, like it's the whole thing with capital punishment, right? Part of the problem is capital punishment to really go down the rabbit hole. Capital punishment is supposed to be a deterrent, but it's also supposed to be a punishment, right? And when you took capital punishment out of the public eye, right, you made it this sanitary thing that you do, you know, you know, you know, in prison, nobody sees it, right? Whether it's by lethal injection or hanging or firing squad or whatever it is, right? You sanitized it, right? And it's the same thing with, with self-defense, right? I mean, you need to, you know, if, if I can shoot you from five miles away, I mean, who knows, right? I'd much rather see the whites of their eyes and we should all walk around with samurai swords. It works. I mean, except I won't have a top knot. What do you think, Erica? Where'd you go? Somewhere. I think you would look great with a top knot. No, Robert, I was, I was, uh, I was getting myself set up with a prop, uh, to come back on screen with you. Uh oh. Uh, where's the prop? Let me see. Oh, a lightsaber. I think that we should all have lightsabers. Uh, may as the we force walk around. be with you. <gasps> but, but seriously, so no, it's another example right. of a gun of a gun grab, and it's not only a. I mean, it's one thing. So the state of Washington recently proposed a bill that. They're not, they realize they cannot outlaw firearms. So now right. what they're doing is they are for, and quote unquote, this is in the bill, quote unquote, for the privilege of being able to buy ammunition, we are going to pass an 11% tax on ammo in the state of Washington. So can't get the guns, go for the ammo. I mean, I understand that I, this, but they're at least it's not transgressing. Dude, it is. This is all be with the Supreme Court. All of the first of all, the sec, the Supreme Court has already ruled on two really important things. Bruin versus recently. New York and and Heller versus D.C. Exactly. And there's the more. There are more cases in the Supreme Court's docket this year that that are going to be speaking to the Second Amendment, to gun rights. So you know, all of these states that are filled with right. lily white sissy people who Wait, think that could, could they be lily black or lily they, lily Hispanic? black sissy people why is it lily, always lily white i think that's a racist term i think well wait aren't lilies white though isn't that the well, do white i look like a florist cowardice? do i look like a florist white with is, a green thumb dang it no they're okay so cowards <laughs> these freaking cowards i just you know oh. it's so funny too benjamin always says like there's all these black people who are out there being like, oh, the police are trying to kill us and everyone's trying to murder us. And, oh, we're so scared and we're afraid. And yet they're the same people who are running around, like trying to take your right to self-defense away. So either the cops are racist and everyone's trying to kill me and I need to right. be walking around with freaking body armor on and strapped to the hill so I can defend myself or you're lying. You're making crap up. Which one is it? And I look, you make a good point. I go to a much more fundamental issue beyond sort of the, you know, I won't call it fun, but you know, the, 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 you know, the, the fun we're making of all this, there's a very serious yeah. concept here. Yeah. You now have a state that is saying that it's law supersedes federal law. 
Mm-hmm. And again, look, it's going to make its way to the Supreme Court. We all know that logically the assumption is going to be that it will be either returned to the Supreme Court, the Hawaiian Supreme Court, or it will be just overruled outright. But yeah. then you come back to based on the rationale laid out by the Hawaii Supreme Court, what happens then? Because they're basically saying we already they're essentially saying we know what the Supreme Court of the United States has said in these cases. We disagree with it. our local culture trumps, no pun intended, or perhaps pun very intended, um, the Supreme Court of the land. So it's no longer the unifying document and and it's no longer the sacrosanct law of the nation. And it's inevitable, right? When you start ignoring state laws, eventually it creeps up and then you're going to start ignoring federal laws. And then after that, you're going to start ignoring the Supreme Court, which by the way, Biden administration, they rule against Biden on, on the student loan. What do they do? Well, we're not going to pay attention to that. We're going to go around it this way. Rather yeah. than honor the spirit of the law, they're going to find another way to do it. So nothing is sacrosanct and oh, not yeah. even the U.S. Constitution. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. The Biden administration isn't upholding its own responsibilities. And so Texas is right. having to defend itself. Right. And so, I mean, I and I defend Texas's right to defend itself. Now, I think Hawaii is crazy people. Say that again. I you defend, defend Texas's defend, right to defend itself. Right, is exactly. Like, is that like a double defense? I it is. It's super <laughs> extra defendatory. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Did you just make up that word? I made up that word. I 100% made up that word. You're like a um, walking malaprop. So, yes. <laughs> I have no idea what that word means, but um, I'm going to go. You, you, make, you, make, you make it up when, as you go along in terms of the words you use, not the content of your information, but the words. It's, it is true. It is true. And so I just think, you know, the evidence that the federal government has lost its authority or its um, uh, consent that uh, it has lost the consent of the governed is the fact that everyone's saying, screw you, federal government, we're going to go do what we want anyway. And so I think that is another consequence of the outrageous overreach that we've seen from the executive branch and the legislative branch. Um, You guys do what you want. The rules don't apply to you, but they apply to us. Kiss off. See, I don't think the legislative branch has overreached. I don't. I, I. I don't think they've even underreached. They don't reach at all. They don't pass anything. They don't do anything, folks. When was the last time we had a balanced budget on time? That's I mean, their that's job. That's a good point. When was I the guess last a lot time of they had that a clear, is they had a clear bill. Their job that, is to pass bills that are clear. And by the way, folks, their job is to read the bill before they decide how to vote on it, as opposed to, well, we have to pass the bill to figure out what's in it. That's true. Well, and that's what then I guess you're right. It does come back to everything ends up landing in the executive branch because all of the implementation of the laws is obfuscated to the, you know, the unelected fourth branch of government that we talk about all all the time, the administrative state or the deep state. Right. Well, the deep state is different than the administrative state, by the way. The deep state (sighs) is focused on the intelligence community. Mm. The administrative state is something a little bit different. Oh, But they both suck. We hate them both. <laughs> Look, this only changes <laughs> when people get out and vote and they say they've had enough. You know, it, yeah. it's it, it's the movie network where Albert Finney sticks his head out the window and says, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take, take it anymore. And until that happens, yeah. you know, we are we are spitting in the wind 
Literally. Literally, right? And folks, we're in a civil war now. It's just not a hot war, right? Yeah. There is, we, we, we say it till we're blue in the face, borders, language, culture. Thank you, Michael Savage, right? Um, the culture war we, we're, we have lost, right? We're losing. I mean, then, and by the way, and now you have an external enemy that half the country doesn't want to admit we're at war with, which, or is at war with us, which is China, right? Did you hear about yeah. what, what happened in, in Maine? They found, I want to say 300 oh, marijuana farms in Maine. Yes. Owned by the Chinese, yes. owned by Chinese mafia mm -hmm. or Chinese organized yep. crime, right? Yeah. Now, there are, yes, there, people don't realize there's actually a lot of illegal right. Chinese immigrants in the Northeast, but please continue. Please continue. Let me, let me connect the dots. And if we run long, Lord Benjamin, we're going to run long on this one. Let me connect the dots for everybody. So they've now discovered, let's see. Um, they've now discovered 300 hidden marijuana farms in Maine owned by Chinese organized crime. Right. They also, if you remember an earlier show, they found that bioweapons lab in California where they were making all sorts of uh, really nasty yep. um, biological weapons. They've also found that China is buying up farmlands. They've also found out, here's the other thing. They, the U.S. government just came out with, and this is about four days old, Chinese hackers have had access to the U.S. infrastructure for at least five years. What? Right. Oh, yeah. I can't make this up. Now, what is the, our infrastructure? So the, our infrastructure is water treatment plants, electric um, the electric grid, our oil and natural gas pipelines and transportation systems. And what they basically say, and, and by the way, this was the joint cybersecurity advisory that was issued. And it not only includes the U.S. that was in on this, but it includes other countries, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and the U.K. And it says, the, it says that the Chinese hackers had total access to the U.S. infrastructure, but remained dormant inside the system for five years. Right. You want to talk about being asleep at the switch? So connect the dots with all of this. China, ladies and gentlemen, is at war with us. We are unfortunately not at war with them. This is an active war. How? Right? How this is did, your government, folks. I am from the government. I'm here to help you. Except that I don't do jack. Did they know that they had access for five years or did it take them five years to discover that they had access? I'm sorry. It took them five years to discover. Well, okay. According to the article, it took them five years to discover it. Now, it's really egregious if they knew about it for five years and did nothing about it. Of course, then you have the Biden campaign, who is now going back on TikTok after they banned the U.S. government from being on TikTok because it's obviously a Chinese, you know, the Chinese you know, scroll, you know, pull information from there. Right. So, so there's this inconsistency. But wow. the bio labs in California, you got to know there's others, the marijuana farms, the fentanyl that they're bringing into the country to kill Americans in, in sort of a, an active, an active war. Yep. The, I mean, what else do we have here? Right. The, the hidden police stations, they're buying up farmlands folks. The, the balloon, remember the, right. the, the weather balloon, right. But that under, went by. understand one thing. Here's the other thing people don't understand. There is no distinction in China much like there's no distinction in Russia between the government, organized crime, and the business community. They are overlapping in one and the same. So to say, well, it's only organized crime. There's no distinction. Do, does anybody think, honestly, 
that organized crime in China operates independently of the totalitarian, totalitarian People's Republic government under and Xi Jinping? Really? Anybody who says that is, is a liar or stupid. Uh, you can't, as a Chinese citizen, get like right. a house without permission from the government. Right. You, you can't. You have to have to get. You have. Per, you have to have permission to get a job. Okay. They have a social credit system, like in place, actually for real. Um, you cannot start a business in China without their permission, without them being involved, without them having ownership. Like. Get, Give me an absolute break. There's no way, no how a government that can lock its own people in their apartments because they have COVID is going to let organized crime run around unchecked. But but it, look, it's true in Russia as well. There is an overlap or sort of a um, symmetry, if you will, mm -hmm. between government, business and organized crime. They are. Uh, integrated with each other. Now, there might be certain nuanced distinctions, and we can talk about Russia on some other show, and we can talk about China if, if anyone wants to get into the weeds. You can email me, Robert, at coalition4america.com, just like uh, a couple people did after last show. More than happy to answer you, but you still got to connect the dots here. We are in a w war with China. The only problem is we we don't acknowledge it. We, we still think that China is a trade partner or they're just a political adversary. This is war. If you're going to... So basically, they they infiltrated the U.S. infrastructure, and we're sitting there, and they could. I mean, think about the havoc they could create mm. if there was ever an open confrontation with China. Why would China even bother to invade this country? They can they can take us down from within, right? That's right. They they are taking down the citizenry in terms of the fentanyl, the the. Marijuana farms, organized crime. Yeah, okay. And they're buying up farmland usually, and they're buying up around military bases. Right? Yep. You That's know the that thing. there's a whole lot. And how many Chinese nationals are now coming in through the southern border? A lot. A lot. I, I right? think they said it was like, wait, I don't want to lie. I thought I somebody said something about 10%, but I don't remember if that was like one location. I think that might have been one crossing. They were now seeing like 10% of the people were Chinese nationals. And I don't have the numbers, Erica. We, we can go back through the numbers. But again, yeah. if this isn't a clarion call, so you have Chinese hackers who clearly had nothing to do with the CCP, of course. Right. Of who course. were infiltrated the U.S. system. By the way, here's the most disturbing thing in this article that I want to read everybody. Now, this is the FBI Director Ray said the following in response when he appeared before Congress. If each one of the FBI cyber agents and intel analysts focused exclusively on the Chinese threat, on nothing but China, Chinese hackers would still outnumber FBI cyber personnel at least 50 to one. Ray says this in testimony in April of 2023. And you just go, I mean, what is the government do, you know, other than suppressing our rights, other than trying to get Joe Biden, you know, you know, um, Pa Joe reelected, Grandpa Joe, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. You know, I mean, FJB, whatever you want to call him, folks. Right. So um, what's the government really doing? Other, other than Turning a blind eye to China, well, throwing money at Ukraine, throwing money at Ukraine in a war they cannot win, which wouldn't have been started if Trump was president. Right. Right. 
I, I, I mean, this is, this is when you go again, what, what are you people doing? Who is in charge? Why are we not like all of us who are normal people and not, you know, I, Wait a minute. I'm a lot of things. I'm not normal. Here, don't call me normal. Don't insult me. Don't call me normal. <laughs> I'm just saying it's like the like, worst words. We're not normal, like, Robert. you know, you didn't get raised. I didn't get raised as like a foreign dignitary. I'm not like learning how to be a diplomat or, you, you know, I, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm a pretty normal average person. So we're not okay? the Hoi Polloi. We're not the Hoi Polloi. No, but I happen to, you know, I guess I just, I pay attention to politics. So maybe I know more, but you know, whatever. But if I can figure this crap out and see that there's a problem and I don't even know the inner workings and intricacies of all the other crap that goes on behind the scenes, then right. I know that there is a problem. Like, and I know that y'all know that there's a problem and you care more about the money, about access to their cheap labor. Uh, you care more about other things than you care about our national security. And that's fine i disagree with you but but that is a take you can have i think it's more important that we have cheap slave labor from china than we have our borders secure okay sure um uh, you're i don't, know. If, if I don't that's, people, you're wrong you shouldn't be elected to office but if, you can have that opinion erica this is pretty simple Ladies and gentlemen, it's really simple. Mm. Ask, ask yourself this question. If 30 people were trying to break into your house, would you consider that a home invasion? Yes. And if your answer is yes, then the people yes. coming across the southern border is an invasion of this country. It, this, is, this is not, you know, a kind of pregnant thing. This is you're either <laughs> pregnant or you're not. Right. But it does go back to American values. All right. So we're going to hear we're going to hear from uh, more from the defenders of American freedom about what they can do. Tired of seeing your rights stripped away by the politicians in Washington? Do you feel like you're a red dot alone in a sea of blue? Get connected. The American Center for Education and Knowledge is fighting back to restore America. Join us in our fight for American exceptionalism and start connecting to all the other red dots across the country. Go to asicfund.org to learn more. That's A-C-E-K-F-U-N-D dot O-R-G. Do it now. The UNRWA, or the UN Relief <laughs> Workers uh, Agency, is back in the news. You mean um, the UN? The UNRWA, Real... United Nations Relief Workers Association, is back in the news. So Israel raised. Wait, 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 wait. Were these the ones that got caught having children do uh, acts of a sexual nature for food? Was was it those UN people? You, you or, know, I, or wait, was it the UN that got caught trafficking children? Well, or all I can it? tell you about UNRWA, that I don't recall, but it's certainly possible <laughs> based on the following. They've already documented that UNRWA participated in the October 7th slaughter of Israelis, right? They have also now determined that UNRWA, United Nations Relief Workers Agency, they got, they you know, edu educating the, the Palestinians, right, to be, to basically, you know, kill the Jews and drive them into the sea. But here's, here's, the, here's the real, you know, takes the cake. They just discovered in a raid in northern Gaza that the that the 
command center or the computer center for Hamas was located directly below the UN Relief Workers uh, Agency headquarters and the electricity comes from UN Relief Workers Association directly down into this massive complex, computer wow. complex, that is Hamas, right? So what does the head of the UN Relief Workers Agency have to say for himself? And this gentleman, let's get this right, is the, oh, I'll get the name in here somewhere. Um, but, oh, Philippe, UN Commissioner Philippe Lazzarini. He's an Italian. He should be ashamed of himself. UNRWA staff left its headquarters in Gaza City on October 12th following the Israeli evacuation orders and as the bombardment intensified in the area. We have not used the compound since. What does that, I mean, is that total BS? I mean, it's not like this was just there since October 7th. This has been there for years with U.S. tax dollars. Um, and basically, the intelligence documents discovered, you know, confirm that the offices have been used by Hamas terrorists. I mean, so, and then you have uh, President Joe Biden, who says that Israel's response to the of its citizens and the massacre uh, on October 7th is, quote unquote, over the top. I don't know what over the top is, but um, if yeah. you come after me or mine, you know, um, all bets are off. So, well, that's you know. the thing. Yeah. I mean, they're at war. They're at right. war and Israel is waiting for its hostages to be returned. What hostages? So, there are no hostages. Oh, there's no hostages in the news. There's no U.S. hostages oh, there. Whoops. Whoopsie. My bad. Do, I no, forgot. No. Do, do you see anything in the press about it? Oh, my Look, God. No, on, on a, that's the thing. It's like note. it's not just israeli citizens there are right. american citizens but you wouldn't know this from our government no right um look two israeli hostages were freed in a very daring raid by the idf my hats off to them hearts out to the family who got, got at least you know uh their loved ones back but the biden administration is also by the way sanctioning israelis for being too, too violent i think it's in the in the west bank uh not in, not in gaza uh they are putting pressure on the Israeli government, and they've given them 45 days to file a human rights report, and all they care about is a ceasefire, and they're trying to say you get a ceasefire, you get the hostages back, but no one wants to talk of the facts. The facts are that the UN is a terrorist organization, and they're aiding and abetting and participating in the slaughter of Israelis, and yet yeah. how do you make peace with someone I mean, forget about the ceasefire. How do you make peace with someone whose avowed intent is your absolute destruction? Oh, I know you want to kill us, but let's make peace. Oh, yeah. I mean, even there, the from the river to the sea was even used right. by this UNRWA. So, like, uh, again, right. NATO and the UN, I, I understand, obviously, are different and they have different purposes. But I... I well, NATO's not a terrorist organization. The UN is. Right. It literally is. I mean, not this, everyone in the UN, folks, not the entire, not I everybody, think the, I think not the UN, all the time. I think, I think the UN is useless because, because of how it's structured. I think we pay too much for it. There's a whole lot of criticism I can give you of the United Nations and is it has veered so far from its original intent and purpose. I think isn't China but, like on the human rights council or some stupid nonsense. So, so is Venezuela. So, and the they have freaking I'm, slaves. They have concentration no, camps. No, this is what I'm Say saying. And I mean, literally China? they got, they got busted. UN workers got busted trafficking China children, is an upstanding trafficking citizen people. in the world. Do like 
assault, you know, essaying children. Um, and you guys, okay. we're trying to be careful because we're we're learning all the words you can't say on uh, it, oh, on social media. I'm gonna say uh, so that you get banned or freaking throttled or whatever. But like, I don't care. The UN sucks. The UN sucks and absolutely should be disbanded. We should not give them any more money. Erica, period. Don't don't hold back. Tell me what you really think. I hate these organizations. I, you know what? They all existed. I believe that many of these things started with a benevolent reason or with a, excuse me, with like, um, an altruistic purpose. Do you know what I mean? Like they, Oh, we want to help people and it's going to be a thing, but invariably these kinds of organizations get infiltrated by people who want to hurt people. They are predators and they well, use well, they don't the want, system they, they don't, to victimize people. They don't want people. to hurt people. They, want, they, they, get, they infiltrate a system to sort of corrupt its intent and to protect their own interests. Why else? That's why someone like China is on the Human Rights uh, uh, Commission, which I think they are. And by the way, someone should look that up on me because I don't know if they really are, but uh, I believe you're correct. But I, yeah. but I can tell you the Human Rights Commission, the UN Human Rights Commission is... Um, the members are several of the worst violators of human rights in the world. Why do they do that? Right. But I, I want to jump because I'll tell you one person in particular, and it's rare that I admit that I was wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, I what's the expression? I thought I was wrong once, but then I realized I was mistaken. But, <laughs> so <laughs> I have to, my hat's off to Senator Fetterman. Oh, right. yeah. John Fetterman mm -hmm. has come out and, you know, with no BS. And look, when he was elected, I just, I mean, I looked at the people and I have friends in Pennsylvania going, how the hell do you elect, you know, someone like that? Mm -hmm. But, and he's post-stroke, right? Um, yeah. You know, forget about sort of the attire that, you know, they allow him to wear, but maybe that's a Pennsylvania thing. I don't know. Um, I can see all the hate now from Pennsylvania now. Mm -hmm. But so Fetterman calls out Hamas and says the following. He goes, I don't understand why to anyone that is protesting or demanding for a ceasefire, let's be honest here. Why aren't you protesting to bring all the hostages home right now? Why aren't you demanding the Hamas surrender? Right? Mm. Because I support a solution as well, but that's meaningless until Hamas is effectively eliminated. Hamas now disavows and rejects a two-state solution too, and now they are committed to the destruction of Israel. I would never negotiate with a group that is committed to my death as well. Ding, 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 ding. Give that man a cigar. If he smokes one, I'll send him one. Right? Yeah, I, I agree. I don't understand. I It is very simple. It is very, right. very simple. Unless you just fell off the turnip truck yesterday and know nothing about history ever of all time. Well, but at, at the end of the day... You like you would have had to fact, have just, yeah, I, I can't even like, how, how does the UN, how does the UN deny responsibility when, and I'm not talking like a, an electrical cord that's plugged into an outlet. If you look on social media and we should, I should have mm -hmm. prepared, we can put up a picture. There is a massive yeah. pipe that taps into the main power source in uh, United Nations Relief Workers Agency and goes underground into this massive bunker and command center for their computers. Wow. Um, so let me you guess. really, yeah, you can't they, they miss brought it. In, they brought in the electricians when the people were out to lunch one day and they just figured this thing on the wall, you know, that went down under the ground was just, you know, some sort of maybe, you know, it was their new cable TV or something. I don't know. <laughs> Here, I'm going to try. There. Like we got a, you got a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, 
Let's bring it up. Come on, come on. That's not the picture. I'm, oh, I'll wait, show you no, that. wait, wait, wait. There's no, the, well, those one. are the underground bunker. Those are the underground bunkers. But this is a computer command center lo located right underneath. That's that's not in either. If, if oh, I it said well, it says it's it says it in the that that's right. what it is. But um, Maybe folks can look it up online. I mean, it's it's there. Um, and I defy anybody. You look at it. So you have UNRWA workers who were involved in the killing of Israelis. You now find that their headquarters has a main electrical pipeline from their uh, grid or or um, box, right? Their um, circuit, right? You know, circuit box panel. Yeah. Down the ground that that was powering the entire thing, and it's massive, right? So you sit there and go. You know what are you going to believe? You know what I, you know what I tell you, or what you see with your own eyes. Uh, it's all a lie. It's just propaganda. Right. Um, by the way, so Lord Benjamin says Bolivia, China, Ivory Coast, Cuba, France, Gabon, Mexico, Nepal, Pakistan, Russia. These are all in the human rights. Ukraine, Uzbekistan. So let's see: Pakistan, human rights violator. China, human rights violator. Um, Benjamin, did Cuba, you, did human you... rights violator. Russia, human rights violator. You know. Yeah. Oh, wait, Benjamin. Uh, Benjamin sent us uh, the right, the right did picture. Did he get the picture? He's, Bring it he up. Said it's this. That's not it. <laughs> That's cute. Cute you guys, it's an old picture from Mario Brothers. For those of you on the podcast or on the radio listening, it's a Mario Brothers pipe. He's Benjamin's being a silly goose. All right. Um, so I want to, as we end this where we started joe yeah. so joe biden can is not being prosecuted for classified and i can, i mean where's my pictures here i think if i can hold this one he's not being prosecuted for classified documents that are left in his garage and when i we say classified documents folks let's see if i can quickly put my hands on on all of this so i don't know if you guys can all see this but that's a picture of the documents in his garage. They were in his oh, garage. Yeah. They were in his car. And he said at the time, well, don't worry. The, the Corvette was in the garage and the garage was locked. So it's but he, this. That picture. This, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it still begs the question, if you are not mentally competent to stand trial for a willful act, which is what the guy says in this report, right? Um, if you're not willful, you know, you can't be brought to trial. How are you mentally qualified to be the president? I, you can't have both at the same time. You cannot. Right. You cannot. So, I mean, let's see. And Biden's response, and you got to go to the to the quotes, right? Oh, so he gets up in front crazy. of the camera, right? And when people, when old people who have dementia are getting angry or, or being called out on, on their dementia, they get angry, which is exactly what he did. That was, by the way, when he referred to um, El Sisi as the president of Mexico and claimed that he had conversations <laughs> with Francois Mitterrand who died in 96 and Helmut Kohl who died, I don't know, six years ago. Right. Yeah. This is, this is our president folks. So he says, I'm, I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president. I put this country back on track. I don't need his recommendation. My memory is fine. And all I can tell you, and You'll forgive me, Erica, but the two words I know that don't mean what they say is when someone says, like you did earlier, whatever, or someone yeah. says, fine, how you doing? Fine. You know they're yeah. not. That, right? that never fine. means fine. Right. Especially if it's like between the sexes. Right. Yeah. You know, my I, wife they, says, you know, how are you doing? Fine. Oops. There was, but how, there, fine used me. to be a um, an acronym for um, effed up. Really? 
uh, insecure, neurotic, and oh shoot, what's the other one? E something else bad that starts with an E. <laughs> <laughs> But on, but on a but it's, you're note, right. It's not good. It never how you, means you're how good. Do you, look, 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 I am ABB. I'm anybody but Biden, right? I yeah. should be ABBK, right? Anybody but Biden or Kamala. But um, <laughs> anybody but my, well, ABBKN, anybody but G. Biden, Kamala, and Newsom. But oh, Newsom, in any yep. event, Right. How do you bring Trump up on these charges? And, and by the way, folks, I support President Trump, but if, if Chris Christie's the nominee, he gets my vote. If Nikki Haley's the nominee, she gets my vote. Okay. Doesn't matter to me, right? Uh, because at least we're going to move the country in a, in a direction back to sort of mm. the founding principles, at least a little bit, right? And mm, remember, hopefully. remember, you know, people are looking at Trump. Ronald Reagan was considered to be a cowboy and he was going to blow up the world and he was this extremist oh, yeah. right-wing reactionary that was going to get us into war. Correct me if I'm wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Did Trump get us into any wars? He did not. Did Obama? He did. He right. did. He bombed a lot right. of people. Right. And did, and did Biden? He did. So, you know, you got to just dig into this. But so to bring Trump, for Trump to be charged on these classified documents. Now, look, if he tampered with evidence if he um you know um tried to cover up or destroy evidence or witness tampering you know it's like nixon i am not a crook but you know it was the cover-up instead of the crime right, right. different issue but this yep. is the same charges so how do you get off not charging now first of all as the president you probably can't charge him while he's sitting in office but how do you mm. get off not charging him and here you've got the, you know the senile in, he's the senile in chief yeah, it's it you it literally is coming back around. It's because the it's rules for thee and not right. for for me. Right. Uh, it is mercy for me, justice for you, and that's what we see Democrats doing across the country, across the board. Hypocrite. It doesn't. It does. Hypocrite. Yeah. Tiffany Henyard. Oh, I, you shouldn't be attacking me. What? You're black, and I'm black. Yeah. You know, like nah, yeah. bro. Like y'all suck. Period. You know what? You know what the issue is. There's two mm -hmm. issues. We've gotten away from meritocracy. I don't know about mm. you, but if I'm going under the knife for surgery, I don't want someone who's in affirmative action. I want the best surgeon I can get. I don't yes. give a damn about your skin color. I give a damn about your capabilities. And we've gotten away from, there are no consequences. Those those kids that attacked the cops in New York City, yeah. immigrants, back on yep. the street, there are no consequences. And until we get back to the standards of, we want the best for our family, for our country, for our community, I mean, hell, you know, I mean, what I've never understood within the black community is they accept substandard education for their kids and aren't in an uproar in, right. in, you know, in minority inner city communities, not across. I mean, I'm realize that's a broad brush that I'm painting with, but I don't know about you. I want the best for my family. I want the yeah. best for my children. I want the best for my community. I don't want the guy that, well, you know, I, I graduated last in my class, but I got a diploma, but oh, by the way, where's your kidney? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So I would love to see uh, the country return to some sanity this year. Uh, get out and vote. Vote for people who actually care about you, who are going to who are going to get the government out of your pockets rather than into it. Ladies and gentlemen, L ladies and gentlemen, they are not going to let Donald Trump be president again. <laughs> We're and gonna we're going to end on that note. How's that for controversy? <laughs>
We'll talk about that one next week. You got to stay tuned. I love though. it. I love it. You guys make sure if you've watched this video for this long, go ahead and give it a like, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. If you're watching, if you're listening on podcasts, go ahead and leave us a five-star review and don't we're forget on Apple. You can we're on Apple. We're on Google. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon. We're on Podbeam. We're on, what am I missing? We're everywhere. on the radio Thursdays at 9 a.m. WNTK. Eastern. Of the people, oh. for the people, by the people. Amen, y'all. Shall not perish from this earth while you and I are still around fighting back. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us.